This is the exposition. Today's show is about strategies for war. We at war out here. I don't even know why they got us niggas start. <laughs> Real talk. Today's show is strategies for war. And I'm just going to lay out some thoughts and ideas about how I think we should move as we as we go forward in this in this problem. You know what I'm saying? They still on bullshit. So how we going to stop it? It's not about black and white. It's not about police versus niggas. It's about right and motherfucking wrong. And if they wrong, They gone. Fucking roaches. it's the way We gotta start thinking ahead. Revolutionary. Not reactionary. Definitely have sent.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is the exposition. And right now, exposition is somewhere in Indiana. We on the road right now, headed to Louisville, because this Breonna Taylor situation ain't over yet. And I want to stop and check in with the fam and do a little building down here, start building these connections and networking because the exposition is now the home of You Can Be One. That's the Young Organizers United Community Action Network. Black first. On a side note, before we get into this episode, I was having some thoughts about this whole blackness thing and I don't want to have a sociology class or a history class right now you know what I'm saying but there are relevant arguments to using the term black and me myself I was against it myself I didn't want to identify as being black I was studying up on these Moorish teachings and I was like, you know, black is just a color. It's not an ethnicity. It's not a culture. It's not a history. It's just a color. But is it? And then also, you end up defining yourself by the language of your oppressor. Because you're not black because you decided you was black. You black because they white. And you're not white, so then you must be black or something in between. And I hear all the arguments that go on around all of that. And I think that one strength of blackness is that is a banner that all people of color that are of African descent, be you mixed, biracial, whatever the fuck those words mean, because I don't really understand. Like race in and of itself is a fabricated concept. Black is not a race. White is not a race. It's not an ethnicity, a nationality. It's not a tribe. You know, understand me? You understand me. You feel me? It's, it's some made up shit. The only justification I could see really for saying that black is our shit is because in Egypt, or Kamet, as they called themselves, it was the land of the blacks. So they identify with the darkness in the skin and the blackness, you feel me? I don't know. There's just some thoughts that was running through my mind. I can't pick, I guess it's up to each in his own to choose what it is that you wanna call yourself. But I like black because black is all encompassing. You know, if you had that 1% of black blood in you, you was black, African blood or whatever. But then there's also the, you know, the native side of the game, because all of us didn't come off of no boat. So I just feel like black is a banner that we all can rock under. But black is also the subject of so much hatred and, and oppression. You know, I hear people like Morgan Freeman that say, stop calling yourself black. We'll stop calling you white. And then racism will disappear. Now that doesn't dismantle a system of oppression that has been operating for uh, half a century, I mean, half a decade. I mean, no, no, half a millennia, excuse me. You know, and that's why I said I want to have a sociology class. Which brings me to the one point that I wanted to make, or history class for that matter. It brings me to the point that I wanted to make that, you know, all that shit really and ultimately is irrelevant. I don't give a fuck what we call each other. We can be Niji, we can be Nagas, we can be African-Americans, we can be niggas, we can be black, we can be whatever the fuck we want to define ourselves as, whatever. I don't care about none of that shit. The work I'm here to do is dismantling this motherfucking system of oppression. And I just want to say that I feel so alive. I'm alive. You know, I mean, for a while I was dealing with a bout of depression, frustration, and then after my cousin died, the shit got worse. But I now have a new sense of purpose, you know, 
And this feel like it's a purpose that's always been there. This is something that I always have been passionate about. I ain't never turned off my B1 station. You feel me? Before Trayvon, after Trayvon. When everybody else was going into the house, after these marches was over and going back into work and just thinking shit just gonna work itself out, I've been educating myself, working on myself, trying to better myself to be the best person that I could be. I've been working on that. And I've stayed trying to be involved in the community in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just on a personal level. Even if it's just, I see a young brother out here after dark, lock outside of the crib, let me bring you into the house and, you know what I'm saying, uh, feed you a little food and talk to you and find out what's going on with your situation. It all ain't about, you know what I'm saying, holding up protest signs and calling the mayor's office and organizing and campaigning. This, you know, the, the change begins with yourself, getting on code, getting, getting your mind right. And that's what I've been doing. And I just feel like, you know, I fell off for a minute, got into some personal issues, but I feel like all of that was necessary. It was a necessity for me to be who I am today. As my man's T.I. was saying in the song last night, a mistake is I right as long as you learn from it. Matter of fact, a mistake is actually good if you learn from it, because now you know something that you didn't know before, or you learn something about yourself that you needed to correct. You feel me? It helps you get them reins on you, because when you are not in control of your mind and your emotions, the world is like a roller coaster. It's a bull that you are grabbing by the horns and it is just, you're not grabbing it by the horns. You're just clutching onto this shit for dear life, trying to figure out what's going on. But once you quiet your mind and get in tune with your emotions and your feelings, because they are there, you feel me? Your intuition, not, not emotionalism, just reacting off of somehow makes some makes you feel, you know what I'm saying? As far as being sad or hurt or angry, because really you wouldn't control all of that. But recognizing that the feelings that you get, the sensations that's come from it inside you is relevant, they're applicable. You just gotta control them, you can't let them control you. You know, and I done rambled on, off topic. Or is it on topic? Because it's all coming to this point that I'm talking about tonight, which is strategies for war. You feel me? And we gonna go ahead and get into it and get talking to it. So how does that relate to strategies of war? Well, first of all, before we can mount up and rally up, we gotta first identify each other as brothers of struggle and sisters of struggle. I don't give a fuck what we call each other. Just understand that we are one. And we in this together. Be one. And to being in control of your emotions and your thoughts, that's about focus. You can't go to war. You're reacting to things emotionally. Somebody does something and you get mad and you react without thinking about it. Because then maybe you end up just doing what your enemy wanted you to do, and now you in the trap. Also thing about emotionalism is a lot of people get scared. They get fearful, and they let the emotion override what they know is right. And that ain't right. How you feel about something. You're not cognitively breaking it down and trying to understand it and grapple with it. You just feel a certain way and then take a position and anybody don't feel the way that you feel about it, you wanna shut them down. You can't build like that. You feel me? We need to be on one accord. So with that being said, let's go.
This is the exposition. So, so. All you scared to death, Negro. understand we at war you gotta comprehend that we at war and a lot of people don't seem to understand that this is a war Do you understand that? We are at war. So, we gotta sound the horn. Feel me? 
put out that and get everybody at attention. Because we gotta get information. Shout out to Beyonce. So the first strategy and the strategy for war is to, you know, organize. Get out here with other brothers and sisters, out here in the public, out here on the streets. You know, back when I was messing around with the music side of the game, me and my friend was having a conversation. You know, you can post all the YouTube videos. You can get your stuff out on SoundCloud. But the way that you really build a following and fans out here is by going out here and doing these shows. And not just doing the shows, getting out here and talking to people, selling the CDs hand-to-hand, one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? You put that CD in a man's hand, you have a conversation. You build with him for a minute. You invite him to the show. You get him out to the show, you build with him some more. This is your family, your supporters. Feel me? You gotta build that connection. So that being said, with this organizer, it ain't no different. You feel me? You can make all the Facebook posts. You feel me? You can go to the marches and the protests, but you're not really doing anything effective till we getting out here and we connecting. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get connected, you gotta get on code. I ain't gonna say what the code is. I'm riding with the B1 though. I didn't create this. I've been hearing other people shouting and I'm feeling it. So I'm getting in line, black first. You know, it kind of goes against my own inward inner teachings and inner truth to understand that race as a concept is a fabrication. It's not genetically sound. It's not based in science. There's only one race, you know? The melanated peoples of the earth, and even white people are melanated lightly. They tan in the sun. It's about culture, you feel me? And what is the black culture? I'm putting the black culture first. It's not about hating white people. It's not about I don't fuck with white people. It's about white people can't work with me. It's not about white people can't come to my business. I don't even want to use the word white people anymore. You're European Americans. German, Irish, Welsh, Dutch, whatever part of Europe your ancestors fled did you come here to build wealth? That's your history. You know, I struggle to even call you an American. That's because you've been president on the land. If I occupy your house and kick you out, I mean, I guess eventually, if I come in your house and kill you and put you outside of your house, I can feel like it's my house. This is my land. Can you ever really escape that history? Side notes, there's things to think about. Go back to the points. We gotta come together collectively under a banner or without a banner. We don't even need a group or name or none of that. But we do gotta organize, we gotta get together and build. That's step one. Step two, economics. Once you get yourself on code and focused and you know, you start building your personal wealth or at least alleviating your personal debt, doing the best that you can, whatever you gotta do to get it together out here, you feel me? Start practicing, once you get your own personal economic situation, start practicing some group economics. Group economics. 
some money together with some people. Do a group venture, invest. You need beauty supplies, open a black beauty supply shop. This is the attitude we gotta take. Everything that we purchase must come from a black business. If there isn't one, create it. If there is one, support the one that's already in existence. See if you can franchise it. I like what you're doing here. I wanna try this in my city. Like I noticed the locks, you know what I'm saying, Styles and Jada and them niggas, got them a little juice bar. I love that idea of providing healthy options inside of the hood so it's not just McDonald's and Burger King and a four for four from Wendy's and Taco Bell. You actually have an option there that's giving you nutrition. Every day, out here gritting to it. That's step two. Economics. Step three, community work. Each one, teach one, lift one up. There's too many black folks I know that's a little bit well-to-do that look at those that are still in the urban areas that are dealing with the crime and the poverty with a disdain, a downward eye, you know? Class is privilege, even in the black community, you know what I'm saying? Having that paper in your hand gives you a power. So once we get these economics popping, we cannot become the people we despise. So that's why we getting this money, we gotta immediately start giving back. And that's why I wanna help design and build the underground railroad towards economic freedom, financial freedom. You know, you gotta go past each one, teach one, and each one reach one and then put them on. You know, I work for the UAW, I'm gonna say this again. You got a strong group of black men and women and other people of color and marginalized groups that are working in this field. I'm focusing on black first, but I'm down to work with anybody, you feel me? I am critical of, you know, that's part of this part too. You go into war, you gotta have allies. You know, there's a lot of people out here preaching that black people have no allies. And that may be true to a certain extent within collective groups. You feel me? The collective Hispanic community might not be rocking with black people across the board. In cities like Chicago, where I'm at now, and LA, you know what I'm saying? There's a big funk between Hispanic or Latino people and black folks. But where I come from in Minnesota, there's a camaraderie. We're both smaller groups in these areas and thus find a, 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 a power in working together, you feel me? And supporting each other's issues. And But even then, people don't always show up but I always see other people in the crowds when we out here. There's all, I see white people. I see Asians. I see Hispanics. I see Native American, Indians. You know? So we got support out here. We cannot be like our enemies and just paint a broad stroke over all these marginalized groups. There are gay racist people. There are gay Hispanic people. I mean, there are racist Hispanic people. There are racist gay people. There are racist women. You know what I'm saying? So there are racist immigrants. Or should I use the word prejudice? Well, a lot of these immigrants communities do get power 
and they get power in our communities and they aren't helping us build anything. So they're actually participating in the system of white supremacy and holding us down and thus are part of the racist power structure. With that aside, we got to deal with people on an individual level, even our own people. We can't paint a broad stroke over our own people just because you black. If you black, I'm rocking with you. I'm going to say that first and foremost. But everybody that's black ain't with the struggle. You know, I'm more apt to try to convert them and teach them to be angry with them because it does anger me, because how can you be against your own people? But I understand Willie Lynch, you know what I'm saying out here. That being said, these are the things that we are at war with. You think I was saying we was at war with the Caucasian? We are at war with ignorance, violence, murder. We are at war with oppression, poverty, you feel me? We do not simply want to remove black people from these situations so that somebody else can become, you know, we don't want to put a situation where it's black people on top and now y'all white people can be on the bottom. That's not the goal, you know? After watching that video of my cousin being mishandled by the police and what I would consider as outright murder, I am filled with a rage. But I don't want to kill all police. I can't lie, I was listening to the Kendrick the other day when he was talking about, <laughs> let somebody touch my sister, touch my auntie, touch my cousin, you feel me? I'll peel a nigga, then throw the blower in his lap, walk myself to the court like, bitch, I did that. I don't want to kill all police, but it thought of my mind, crossed my mind to find that officer that I do hold responsible, creep up on his ass unsuspectedly and put his back of his skull through the front of his head. You ain't gonna see it coming. But what justice does that do to my family? What real justice does that serve to our dead sister? That would just be my own personal feelings acting out in anger. And it really would serve no justice. It wouldn't ensure that that never happens to another person. And I can't really hold the cop entirely responsible because he's just a man doing a job. And though I look at it and I want to see a white racist that is inflicting pain intentionally, and that may be the case, but I'm too close to this shit where my vision is colored and I'm just angry. You feel me? It very well could just be a mistake or improper procedures. And even then I feel like your callousness and you just here doing your job, you, like, you could have saved this person's life if you were here actually protecting and serving. I'm getting sidetracked again. My point of bringing this story up is to say that we gotta be smart. Once we get our minds right and realize our situation that we are at war, and once we start to build with like minds and educate ourselves and get our lives in order, and once we start to build together economically 
to produce goods and services to serve our community and start giving back to our community and helping lift young brothers up out of poverty and gang violence and street life that endangers them and everybody else and start to take action. I mean, because all of this has got to happen at, at simultaneously. You know, we're already in the middle of this shit. People are out in the streets right now. So we kind of got to get ourselves together on the road. We gotta be fighting, we're fighting battles on multiple sides because we do gotta fight the white supremacists too. But it has always been of my belief. Because I approach things, my grandfather taught martial arts, self-defense classes. You know, and he said, once you engage in the physical battle, you have already lost the battle of the mind. And no matter how proficient and good you are at fighting, you cannot hurt somebody else without hurting yourself. So we can't just, out of anger, bang out against the system. We don't want to get in shootouts with the cops. We learned this lesson from Joanne Chesimar, AKA Asada Shakur in the Black Liberation Army. That's not a war that we can win. You know, it may one day come to a point where niggas gotta use guerrilla tactics in these streets. Because the crackers coming down on us that hard. Gotta defend your life at all points. I'm not saying, you feel me, I'm with nonviolence. But I do believe violence should be the last resort. And if we're not going to fight this battle, we're not going to win this battle with guns and fire. I mean, those are tools. That's not a strategy. No. In my gang days, I figured out to always plan your exits. If some shit pops off, how are we gonna get out of this situation? So black folks, while we fighting this war, we need to be thinking steps and steps and steps and steps ahead. The importance of getting organized and getting together and building with each other face to face. Get off of social media, get off of the phone. Still listen to the show. Still make your posts and do what you do, but we got to get out here and engage each other face to face. I see a lot of old people having problems with the way that the youth are handling this situation. But y'all ain't out here with us. off your ass and get out here in the streets and start connecting with these youth. It takes a community to raise these childs. And that's one of the strongest things that we got to think about in this art of war is who is indoctrinating and educating these children. Sending them off to school for the day is no longer sufficient. Need to be participants in after-school programs, and if there isn't anyone going on that we appreciate or think is good, then we need to create one. We need to get African American Black daycares. So when your kid getting dropped off, they ain't just getting food and everything else; they also getting the nourishment of their mind and their soul, of who they are as a people. To have pride in that. Feel me? I had to wait to college courses to actually get in-depth black history. 
and learned that the shit that I'd learned wasn't even true. George Washington didn't have wooden teeth. He had slaves' teeth put in his mouth. Sounds kind of disgusting to me. Hope he had a lot of toothaches from that shit. But, you know, and then once I got to college and started taking these black history courses, once I left the institution and started educating myself, I found out that they not even giving you the 100-100. They not keeping it a buck. They're handcuffed and shackled by their education and the dominant culture's accepted narrative of history, which is false. So that's another thing about this art of war. We gotta start getting in touch with these youths and engaging them and giving them that real deal off top. So by the time they get to where I was, they, they'd be 20 steps ahead of where I was at their age. That's the goal, is to set your kids up to do better than the fuck that you did. Not to just leave them in the same situation. And then be like, well, I'm an old nigga, so I'm probably not gonna get killed. That's for you little niggas to deal with. back to these strategies of war. We got to start identifying our enemies and attacking them directly, isolating them, and taking them out. What does that mean? That means that if police is acting up, which uh, DAs refuse to prosecute police, which elected officials refuse to support black struggle for freedom and opportunity and help dealing with these situations that are created in our communities. On both sides of that eagle, Democratic and Republican Party, Feel me? As we are identifying our allies in the gay community, the Hispanic community, the immigrant community, the African immigrant community, the Native American community, and the white community, we must also identify our enemies. And then we must look at their relationships. Who does business with them? Who contributes to their campaigns? Who's part of their teams? This no justice, no peace thing gotta reign through the whole system. Can't just stand outside of the cop's house. Can't just stand outside of Mitch McConnell's house. You feel me? It's like if certain franchises like Taco Bell and, Win and Wendy's and all these other joints want to donate to Donald Trump's campaign, we need to go beyond a boycott. We need to actively disrupt their ability to make to do business. We're not just going to boycott, we're going to have people standing outside of the door, educating black people on why they don't need to go to this place urging the black people that work there to quit. And this is why it's important that we build this economics, because you can't lead an army you can't feed. You feel me? They're not gonna follow you to an empty stomach and more poverty. They're not gonna go out of their way to find black businesses when Wendy's is right there on the corner. 
They can't be ordering online from some shit three states away. Walmart right there. We gotta make it just as easy to find the black businesses in the community. And we gotta root out these businesses that don't support us. You're not gonna be coming and having your Taco Bell in my community contributing to the funds that you're giving to Donald Trump and the Republican Party to further marginalize my people? Nah, nigga, I ain't going. You need to actively disrupt their ability to do business. This was the point of the sit-ins and the boycotts in the 60s. When y'all young cats run around talking about we are not our ancestors, you're not, you're stupid. You thinking throwing a rock is gonna get you justice? Or shooting a race soldier? That's just gonna further build tension and justify their means of vilifying you and calling you an animal. Nah, my nigga. Violence is a last resort. Violence is for self-defense. We gotta attack the pig, but we are not gonna attack the pig with violence. We gonna use our minds. We shutting the doors on your business in our neighborhood or you gonna contribute to these community organizations and to help develop black businesses or you gonna donate to our community programs. You can still donate to Trump, but if you want some of our money, you gotta give something back to us. I'm not trying to stop you from doing what you do, but if you wanna do business over here, you gotta do something for me. Feel me? Start going after these businesses. We ain't gotta burn them down. Starve them out. Just like on Game of Thrones. Or even like Rome. You know how Rome fell? The Britains, the good people that eventually became the British crackers that was coming out of the caves in Northern Europe basically came down and they surrounded the city. No food could get in, no supplies could get in. They were forced to acquiesce. And then the culture deteriorated because the people that took over the city had no idea how to build those structures, repair those structures or none of that. That's why we gotta educate ourselves and build up an economy simultaneously so then when we remove these businesses, we can replace it with something of our own. We need to be doing that at the same time. It has always been in my mind that building what you would like to desire to see is way more important than attacking what you don't want to see, even in bad habits. If I want to quit smoking, focusing on not smoking works to a certain extent. But what people have found in studies to be really successful is focusing on what you want to replace that with. Battling against the cops, Banging against the white supremacist system is cool, we gotta do that. But what are we replacing this system with? Start building that. In fact, I think we should spend more energy and more time on building the economic base and good communities and good schools for our people more so than fighting back and forth with white supremacists.
gotta stay engaged in the political arena because that is our struggle for power. But we gotta stop reacting to every situation that happens. And instead become proactive because we know you're gonna do it again. You know George Floyd is not the last nigga you gonna kill. And in fact, there's been maybe 20 deaths since then by white supremacists, either being hung up or killed by police. They ain't stopping my nigga news, so neither can we. We gotta stay in these streets. We gotta stay building. We gotta stay pushing the political agenda. But I think it's time to stop from just the open protesting to strategic action to combat the system. Using the tools of protest, we can still have a march, but now the march is to draw out people that share our views. And then while they're out here, we're recruiting them to the organization. Or maybe the march is a distraction. We're gonna have this march over here to draw your attention, but on the other side of town is what we really gonna do, what we need to do that might need to get done in the dark, if you know what I'm saying. Gotta be willing to get your hands dirty out here. That's the next part of these strategies for war. You have to be, you know, I'm not nonviolent. As a matter of fact, I will quote Martin Luther King on this. When the law is unjust, it is then just to break that law. That's what we need to do is break the law the enforcement arm of white supremacy. And simultaneously, we need to go after all of their racist supporters in offices. Get their union chiefs up out of here that don't want to hold people accountable. The cop having personal problems at home, I'm all, you know, we're all human. If we're not going to dismantle the police and completely rebuild a different system, which is what I think we need to do, and I think is the only effective solution, then we must also seriously, then we must restructure what policing is from here on out. This military police state Y'all riding around in our communities, that shit needs to stop. But on the other side, we also have to get out here and get to these youth and stop all this senseless violence. We gotta do it if we wanna save their lives. Because the police gonna handle it their way. They just gonna shoot a nigga or lock him up. We gotta get to them first. And once we start building up political power and organizing events and getting movements and successfully shut some people down and successfully get some people out of office, we also need to be raising up our own people to put in office. We need to make this B1, this Black First, a political party. I wanna see all black towns. all black firehouses, fire stations, all black public safety officials in our neighborhoods. We ain't gotta have the whole city, but in our section of town, you don't see police roaming around Chinatown like that. You don't see them in the white people neighborhood like that. So decriminalizing our people is a twofold process. When we gotta attack the system that has criminalized them, we also have to attack the criminal behavior that we have inherited and picked up just to be able to survive. We are ingenuitive people, you feel me? The lottery, that was running the numbers. The food that your kids get at school, that was the breakfast program from the Panthers. 
You know what I'm saying? Selling sex. Sex work. People done did what they had to do out here. People done hustled and finagled and found them some way to make some money out here in these streets where there was no opportunities provided for us. And hey, my nigga, if I can't feed you, do what you gotta do. Like I said, you can't lead an army, you can't feed. These are just some thoughts I was having. We gonna continue this and I'm gonna, I'm just talking right now while I'm on the road, but we gonna continue this and I'm gonna jot down some more in-depth things on each of the things that I was talking about. Like how are we attacking these politicians and businesses? How are we designing our businesses so that they don't become corporate or uh, this profiteering uh, companies that no longer serve the people and are just making money, you know what I'm saying? We gotta, you know what I'm saying, be strategic about all of this, but I'm about to get back focused on this road. This has been the exposition for today. And I'm just here to say we at war, man. Just get strategizing about this. I don't have all the answers. I was just throwing some questions out here, really. As we're making these steps, how do we do it? How do we think about these things? Okay. <laughs> my heart just jumped in my chest a little bit, a little construction spot. It's like, I, I think I need to get focused back on the road, back on the road. So this is the exposition for today. Thank y'all for stopping by. Black first, be safe, and let's gain power. Exposition.
Yeah. 